Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Go Chris. Hey. Dig. 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 I can't even pass on her. Walk around with all her damn ass on her. Dig. 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 I can't even pass on her. She walk around with all her damn ass on her. I have to turn that song because it's objective objectification to women. Look. <laughs> right, Chris? That's facts. Yeah. Okay. Wasn't Chris in that? In the beginning, it definitely <laughs> said, go, Chris. That was it. Uh, welcome back to the show. Welcome back. Hi, everybody. We're going to have a good old conversation today. Yeah. My name is Kerbin Johnston. My name is Sunil. Hello. It's so good to have Chris back. I'm Chris. This is Chris. Chris, I haven't heard from you in a good bit. Um, how's the border? <laughs> Order's fresh. <laughs> it's fresh? It's fresh. In what sense? I don't know. I just get used to random adjectives. <laughs> it's a fresh border. This is going to sound like the worst possible time to talk about this, but I saw the movie Shang-Chi. Shang-Li? Shang- Shang-Chi. Chi. Never heard of it. This is the Marvel one. The oh. Damn movie, hard as hell. That was so good. It was so damn good. And you know why? Because I love Mr. Tell me, Chris. What's the name of it? Mr. Doctor. It's worth watching it? Doctor Strange? Strange. Doctor Strange. Yo, what? Yo, I was watching that Doctor Strange during quarantine. Uh I saw it on Disney Plus. You know, Marvel movies have a formula. Yeah. It's kind of... I sat on the couch, and I turned that thing on. My eyes bugged out of my head. Wow. I was like, oh my God. It's worth watching? Oh, yeah. I think it's on Disney Plus, right? Yeah. Yeah, That Shang-Chi is hard. Okay. Hard. I'm surprised I haven't heard a lot about it. No, it's um, it's it pretty much saved theaters, because everybody is rushing that. to theaters. No, I don't say that. Oh no, seriously, you think so? <laughs> I think it made like three hundred. Ooh, party foul! Hey, who put the water there? <laughs> <laughs> who put the water in the cup? <laughs> What's going on? Gravity. <laughs> I think. We Anyways, yeah, anywho, um, yeah. So I, I watched that, and that, that was that was hard, man. Um, but yeah, either way, thanks for coming back. To the show, everybody. Thanks for listening. Chris has been down at the border. He says it's fresh. I'm actually planning <laughs> to fresh. go. I shouldn't <laughs> say that because things at the border aren't all that. Yeah, it seems but, like they're not doing too yeah, good. Yeah, they're not doing well. At but all. he's our. Uh, oh, Kamala just disappeared. <laughs> Don't say these things. <laughs> wow. I haven't seen her. That sounded racist. Did it? 
I don't know. <laughs> Where's Sam when we need him? Yeah. You know, so I could just say our yeah, resident supremacist. Melanin. I got too much melanin. Yes. Um, let's no. not call Sam that. I feel like that's. Let's not start that. You know, you know, you know what the you know what the funny part is. He doesn't defend like himself. He's just like yeah. <laughs> Bro, if if the messages between me and Sam, <laughs> look, see, this, you keep feeding it back into That's what right. we're trying to de-escalate for no, him. Not for, no, forget that. Sam's a wonderful human being. He's great. No, I do like Sam. All right, so yes, today we're here to talk about matters of the heart. I actually want to talk about let's talk about something. Oh, he's laid back for this one. Let's go. Being the answer, she's a stupid camera. <laughs> you want me to sit up? I sit up. Yeah, I sit up. I got it. I got a back. Okay, good. <laughs> There's something I noticed on social media. What and it's notice, people Kevin? saying effort is sexy. All right. You hear that, right? Effort yeah. is sexy. Mm-hmm. And to me, yes, it is. But it's always one-sided. Is it? It is, at least to me. Uh, mm. The only time it's not is when you don't want them. <laughs> mm. You ever experienced that? Like the one that you want, typically the one that you shouldn't. Like, typically the person you shouldn't be with is the one you like, and they show no effort. But the one that shows effort, you don't want them. Okay. You ever been through that? Of course. Okay. Have you ever been through a situation where you hook up with somebody and you know, you know, they don't really like you? Yes. They're just, they're just, here, like meat on the grill. Here, you get this one time. It's just timing. Yes. And then, but doesn't it make you feel worse? No. Really? Tell me more. So it only, your feelings are going to be tied into your investment level, right? Oh, let's go. So if you're not that invested, then. Okay, let me restate the question. Yeah. You ever like a girl a lot? Yeah. You know she doesn't like you back like that. Maybe she has a, maybe she sort of likes you, but not that much. So she gives you a shot and you know in in the moment, that's it. No, that's never happened to me. Really? It's happened to me where I've been in a relationship where initially it was everything was good. And I started to realize that, like, we were in a relationship. And then things started fading on one side more than the other. So they started getting less and less interested in me. You could see it happen? Yeah. Wow. And at that point, the investment's high. So you kind of like grasping for straws and like trying to you put in more effort to like try to think you think that, okay, somehow I could put in a hundred and forty percent because she's putting in 60 percent. Right. And it'll still equal out to 200 percent divided by two. It'll be 100 percent. I have a question for you. Yeah. Did something happen and then she responded in I'm about to pull away or it just gradually happened? I think it gradually happened from. Numerous small things, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think eventually, um, it could be, it could be one. It could be um, maybe they realize that I wasn't the one. Two, it could have been, or maybe there's a situation where maybe they weren't at the right place at the right time. You know, it could be a bunch of things. But yeah, I've been in those situations, and the hurt came from my investment level. Because I've been in the same situation where I wasn't invested and it didn't bother me at all. Of course. It, it definitely comes from within. Correct. So I'll explain something that happened to me that I never felt before. 
I went out with someone mm-hmm. once that I was genuinely interested in. Before or during you started realizing you were interested? Um, okay, so I, I definitely tried to build a relationship. And not, I'm not going to say relationship as in, like, boyfriend-girlfriend. Just a genuine, like... Through conversation. Yeah, yeah. Let's just, like, get to know each other type thing. Got you. Before you guys met. We met. Oh, like okay. We met in person. Okay. Yeah. Like, we met in person. And then just our conversations, it was just like, there's a spark here. But it's not a huge spark. It's just it's a little one of, like, I'm I'm interested in you, but I, I don't know. But for me, it was maybe a slightly larger spark. But I didn't quite realize that there was a, 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 the difference between the sparks. Are you still with me? Yeah. So then I, I go out with this young lady. And in the moment, I said to myself, I need to enjoy every second of this because it won't happen again. So you knew. Yeah, but I had no clue before that I knew that. Mm. Intuition is a bad motherfucker. Man. And it never did happen again. Yeah, man. And then those things, like, they come back into your memory Mm -hmm. in the oddest ways. Because after that moment, I didn't think about it for a while, a long while. One day I was on an elevator, boom, front of my mind. Like a flash of the entire night, just... Did you have, like, a feeling towards it? Yeah, it made me feel... Um, sad that I had that night. Like you regretted it? Not regret. Not regret. Just um, sad and happy. Like Sad that it didn't continue. Sad that it didn't continue. Happy that you had that Happy moment. that you so had it. There's nostalgia, no? <clears throat> I think nostalgia is different. Because nostalgia doesn't doesn't add bad things. That it doesn't include bad things. I don't think you're looking at it through rose rose colored glasses, glasses, right? When you think about nostalgia, everything in the '90s was great. Everything in the early 2000s was great. But I think if you can put in those factors, where like "Mm, there's these things in there that I didn't quite like, it's like this bittersweet thing. But nostalgia doesn't play on that. Like the concert you went to the other night, mm-hmm. they play that "Hey Arnold" song, mm-hmm. and it only makes you feel good. Yeah, you never think about the fact that I don't even know if I was that much of a big fan of the show, but it's just a part of my childhood. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's all positive. Let the record show I was a big fan of "Hey Arnold." <laughs> Who was your favorite character? It was Arnold for sure. Racist. Right, you ain't sure. say you ain't say Gerald. I did. <laughs> yeah, Gerald. but I, going back to what you were saying, like, do you think it's always? With, do you think there's a intention involved with lack of effort or too much effort? Yeah. Okay. So effort. Uh huh. There's this running theme in my whole life about effort. Okay. From work to relationships. Blah 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 blah. I think often about how people treat me. Time out. Can I preface this by something first? Can I ask you a go question ahead. before you go yeah. off? Yeah, go ahead. Have you been on both sides of the spectrum? Yeah. So you've been the person that didn't put in enough effort, and yep. you've also been the person that has put in a lot of effort and felt it wasn't reciprocated. Yeah. Beautiful. Because then I think it comes from a better space. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's interesting because whenever I'm in these positions, you ever, okay, Chris can't go through this, but you ever been in a position where like eight months out of the year, nobody likes you? And then, and then. No, the, I can still relate. No, no, no. No, because <laughs> <laughs> no, it has to come with this second half. Then the last four months of the year, everybody wants you. You Back then they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They all on me. You've been there before, right? I've had I've had moments like that. Yeah, that's the thing that happens to me all the time. Okay. Eight, 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 nine, ten months out of the year, you can't get anybody to write you back. Right. Then all of a sudden, everybody wants everybody. You. I want you. I want you. I want you. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Mm-hmm. Come January second, it's wrap. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, I'm with a man. I ain't like you. You a bum. You a scrub. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't fly me out. Was, it was during cuffing season. That's true. It's a possibility, right? So, so these type of things happen. So, there's this great line. What's the point of being famous if I'm never on your mind? Right? Mm-hmm. I started thinking about that because somebody from my past reached out to me. Okay. And was like... Of the female persuasion? Yes. Okay. And was like... I've always thought you were something special, uh. but, you know, we never went down that path. Do you want to go down now? That's interesting coming from a female. Oh, I get that. Like, uh, uh, um, from time to time, because I, there's women, um, you know, our, our community was small at mm-hmm. school, in college and stuff. Right. We had a small community. So you get to build really deep connections right. with people that it's hard to break. So it's it's not like a flex or anything, but there are some people who you have a connection to for three years and then you don't see them again for like seven years. But you never forget. Right. The fact that like every day we There's were a bond together. There. Yeah. But Kelby, that is a flex because to be a f- male and have a female pursue is very unique. I don't think I could think of that many times that a female has pursued me. But I, we were in different situations. Yeah, no, but I'm saying somebody come out, a girl come out of the blue and be like, hey, we should try this without you initiating, I think is a flex. I I've mean, had if it where. That's, if that's how you want to put yeah, it, I'm not going to put it that I've way. Had it, I've had it where I've reached out uh-huh. and said this and they're like, you know what? I felt that I feel the same way. But for them to go out of their way to, to, let it let you know that hey, this is what I'm thinking. That's a flex, bruh. Snap that collar, baby. No, nope, no, nah, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. I ain't flexing on nobody. But I'm just saying, like, that happened. Okay. Lovely woman. Lovely woman. Mm, and I said I already know where this is going. I said no. Deep down inside, I do <laughs> like her. I was like Anytime Kelby starts off with a compliment Chris and he's like she's amazing and Pass. then all of a sudden it's about to be Pass. <laughs> no it's because inside of my brain I was still thinking about that one night oh same girl oh no, no different girl it's a different girl but a different okay. who's showing effort and right. when I say effort there's girls calling me every day uh-huh. texting me blah, 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 all this stuff sending me things and I'm just like whoa stop and then I get upset about somebody else who's not <laughs> showing any effort. Right, because the toxic ones are the ones, bro. What is up with that? It's the, the things you don't want. Or the things you want that you can't It's get. like, look, if you were on a roller coaster that just went 
in a straight line. Mm-hmm. Like, like, do you, would you rather ride the monorail at Disney or Mammoth? I'm scared of heights. <laughs> Even with. Uh-huh. What um, about you, Chris? Monorail yeah, Chris, or Mammoth? the Indiana Jones ride? Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. I don't know that one too much, but probably that's something more. Right, you speed. want the ups and downs, <laughs> yeah. and like you want to feel scared a little bit, and then you want the rush and all that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> only a little bit. Yeah, only a little. <laughs> yes, bit. Yeah, I just yeah, want yeah. a pebble in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Just, just uh, <laughs> but the, the monorail just kind of gets you from point A to point B. It's you get just bored. Yeah, it's just not a. You don't consider it a ride, even though it kind of is the same thing, except it's just not going up and down in different directions, mm. right? And I think that's the same thing with relationships to an immature mind. Speak on that. So. So, for example, I always, whenever it comes to relationships, I always give Chris a lot of props because Chris has been in the only person to keep a healthy relationship and be in a relationship for, what is it now, 32 years? We give or take. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to give Chris all that compliment. No, but what I'm saying is there's ups and downs. <laughs> hey, you never have, sir. You never. <laughs> I'm saying like there's, there's going to be times where it's like breakups and stuff. I, there's always going to be That's that, but I'm, I'm saying about. like. I'm talking about a secret family in Connecticut. Alright, it's Chicago, bro. It Sorry. is Chicago. Maybe there is one. I was yeah. trying to protect you. Right. I'm protecting myself. It's, it's neither of those things. <laughs> That's what I thought. But he has admitted that there is a family. <laughs> <laughs> um, a but yeah, so like, what I mean by immature mind is somebody that's chasing emotion and feeling versus what actually matters. Okay, I can have a question about that. Go ahead. Emotions and feelings. Fleeting. Yes. However, sometimes they're not. They're always fleeting. No. Okay, you're 30. I'm turning 38. Is there anybody in your past that you've never completely gotten over? Um, Maybe one. I think that most guys have maybe one. Mm -hmm. I think that most people have maybe one. You posted that thing on a on the story about the divorce, yeah. like essentially like. I, th- I think the question was: If you get a divorce, is there a backup person? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that, right? Something women always have like some kind of a backup, backup person. Yeah. And I think the overwhelming answer was: yeah, yeah, we do have that. And I think that most people have a backup person. And if they're if they're, I think their backup person is the person that they wish was their number one person, mm-hmm. but for some reason it didn't quite work out. I don't, I disagree. Why? Because a backup person has nothing to do with um, your feeling towards them. It has to do with availability. That's, but that's what I said. So, no, no, you said they wish that was the person, but that it didn't work out. No, no, no. Okay. A backup person is just somebody that you know you could go to because they're always, that's the person that puts in more effort than you put in. That's your backup. I think I'm somebody's backup. Yeah. Most likely. But it's they're usually, not my backup. They're my, they're my. Doesn't have to. That it doesn't correlate yeah, because doesn't have to be one she, the backup doesn't have access to you whenever they want. You have access to the backup whenever you want. Yeah, they have. It's called a leash. I don't know about that, but I know it's, it's, it's somebody that you know is always going to be there yeah. because they're mad in love with you. Yes. But you're not in love with them. Yeah. So that's why I said it's not somebody that they thought it's was a one-way be. street. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> <laughs> we on to something. No, we are. We are. <laughs> but going back to what I mean by um, emotions and feelings are always fleeting. So there was... Have you ever heard of unrequited love? That's right. Okay. Unrequited love. Un- yeah. Unrequited, unrequited love. love or unrequited love. I don't know how to speak. That's like... Explain it to me. Unreciprocated love. Yeah. So like you, you love you someone, love them. but they're not... They don't love you back. Yeah. Like so my like mom and myself. One of the things. I'm just, is, kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> love you, mom. <laughs> wow. Wow. Anyway, so unrequited love. So um, when I was going through one of my moments. Okay. So I was doing a lot of research into this because I was in that type of situation where I was madly in love with someone that wasn't reciprocating that type of love back to me. So I was searching for understanding because I never really got that closure from that person. Right. So I'm looking for ways to understand what happened. And, um, this person said, or this person that was like talking about it was like, are there moments in your life where you're not thinking about this person? Mm. And then I was, I was thinking, thinking to myself, I was like, yeah, there's moments. They're like, if there's moments in your life where you could completely forget about this person, then that's, then it's you forcing it versus it actually being something. That's a stretch. No, it's not, bro. That's what I'm saying. You have to get to a certain understanding before you can understand it. Because me, can I clarify yeah, that, that I would not clarify but I want to ask. Yeah. What do you mean by moments when you're not thinking about them? Are you talking about like I went to the store, I'm shopping and I'm not thinking about them? So what happens in unrequited love is you're obsessed with this person. Like you constantly are thinking about this person. So in your mind, you equate that to I love this person. Okay. What he's trying to say is you can get to a point where you aren't thinking about this person. But the problem is you've programmed your mind to be like, I need to be thinking about this person. And the point is to help you get over it. First, you have to understand that it's not a real thing. Because if it was something where you constantly had to think about this person, you never have an opportunity to not think about this person. And so it's a way of trying. He was trying to get this unhealthy mind that's attached to this toxic feeling and emotion of unrequited love. Because you shouldn't love somebody that doesn't love you back. That's not healthy. That's not what love is about. I mean, but it's, it's like possible. Cyrano de, de Bergerac. You know that story? Yes. That's Thank you for bringing about. that up. Because I, every time I bring it up, people are like, what? So you know Cyrano de Bergerac. You've said the name, but I don't know. It's like it's a famous so he, story. Yes. He, um, he, he has a big nose. Yeah. He was an ugly dude, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And he was in love with this woman. And he used to write poems. But this handsome guy who didn't have a real personality was trying to impress the woman that he was in love with. And he was pretty much just like the closest, what, the way I can get closest to this woman being myself is by writing her through this guy. Okay. Also, it turns out it was his cousin that he liked. Was it his cousin? Yeah. Maybe it was his step cousin. Maybe. She was stuck in the Washington. And the, the good looking dude was one of his soldiers. He was like a captain in the army or something. Okay. And that was like one of his. So, so what, what's the point of the story? Um, when it comes to love, it can be one way. Well, I, it actually trips me out a little bit because I think you can be in love with someone who's not in love with you. I think that could happen. I think that's the, the wrong definition of love at that point. You could care for somebody. Wait, so does that mean that 
love requires two. I think that you you I I think that being in a feeling with someone that only brings you hurt isn't real love. That's masochism. No, because what if what about um parents in complicated relationships with their kids? That that just because they're your parent doesn't mean that they love you. No, let's just say like a parent loves their child but their child the child is you know um that's not that's not in love. Okay, okay. So you're so the definition we're talking about is romantic romantic way in love. The choice. Is it is it possible then that think, oh, somebody sorry. is in a relationship, two people are in a relationship, they break up, one person who's moved on, the other has not. Absolutely. Does that mean that their the love that they have for that person is masochism? Sure. That's what it means? Yeah. What's masochism, Chris? A masochist is someone who enjoys pain. Oh, I don't know. That's a stretch, too. But what I'm saying is, look, what I'm saying is it's an immature understanding that's causing us to be in that moment. It's us not. How can you say that? Because we're letting our emotions outweigh our logic in that moment. What's the logic? The logic is this person doesn't want to be with me anymore. It's time to get over this person and move on to find the other opportunity of somebody. I'm still a great person. I'm still a great, um, all these kind of things. This is what I need to fix. This is what I, what I need to expound on, so on and so forth. And there's somebody else that's better for me. Fuck this person for thinking that I'm not the right one. That's wait, logic. Wait, wait, wait. I have to understand this because what you're saying is when people break up, the only thing that should affect someone is heartache, but not heart. Like the entanglement of the heart. Does that make sense? Like, I, like you, you, you loving someone who doesn't love you back, which Kelby, is pain. Whether it takes, am, am I confusing? No, no, you're right. What I'm saying is the logical mind is being suppressed by our emotional state. Whether it's right or wrong, I think it's wrong, but I know understand how hard it is to get to that spot. If it takes you f- four years to get over somebody, or let's say it takes you a year to get over somebody, but at that year in the day, you're over that person, why waste that year? Why not just get over it in a day? Have you ever done that? As I've gone older, yeah. It's easier for me in to get over serious, people. serious relationships? Mm-hmm. Day, two days? month i've done it before i've had it before and there was one relationship that i had it took me four years to get over and now i don't think it would take me that long to get over people i think you were the one that told me that it generally takes at least half the length of the relationship you're in supposedly that's that's advice that was given to me by yeah i've heard that too but but that's also what you make of it some people heal in heal from an injury much quicker than other people heal from the injury. What's the difference? Okay, I'm glad you said the word heal because I think that when... I think heartache is a real ailment. Mm -hmm. Right? It's a real thing that can happen to you. It affects you physically. Yeah. But where does it start? What do you mean? It affects you physically, but where where does it start? It's not a physical thing. It invokes a physical reaction, but it starts... With you, with the mind. Okay. 
So you control your mind, then those things don't happen. You won't get hurt? You can, yeah, you can, you can get to a point where you can minimize the hurt. Or you can, your understanding causes you not to equate it with pain. You could be sad about it. You can be like, oh, this thing isn't there anymore. But you can also be like, I have the next. It's the same type of thing with bi your business stuff, right? When you, Initially, when you first started your business and you lost a client, mm -hmm. when that was your only client, mm -hmm. how much did that hurt versus now when you lose a client? Maybe sometimes it hurts, but it's never going to be as deep as that one because you have the confidence in yourself that you're going to just get another client. Or this door closed and another door opens. I think that minimizes the value of emotional connections here because you're equating heartfelt connection between two people and connection between two entities that result in profitable gains. It's the same thing. Almost. But the only difference is you are not connecting the deepest parts of yourself with your client but that's and all and when you're working with your client you're actively looking for more clients versus when you are in a relationship you are actively working on building that soul relationship i think you're just trying to Does give that, yourself reasons to feel the way that you felt let, me, I'm ju let me just ask this question go ahead are you saying that heartache can be controlled solely by the mind and you may not ever have to go through heartache ever again absolutely this is a great clip for instagram <laughs> we're gonna, i'm not we're, i'm also not saying that it's easy and i'm also not saying that i've mastered it i'm i'm what i'm saying is yes there is a way to get to a certain point that the sadness and all that kind of stuff is minimized to a point where you can move on extremely quickly. That there, just means that none of those relationships were important to you. Not true. There's this dude that I met, and this is the guy who, there's two stories. Do, do we need to take a break first, or? Uh, we're gonna, we need to take one in 30 seconds. Let's just take the break then. All right, we're gonna talk some more about this, because this is, this is Stay interesting. Stay tuned. Yeah, talk some more. Jerome. Back uh, to the show. Tell me more about this. All right. So there's two people, two men that stand out in my life a lot when it comes to relationships. Um, one is this Ecuadorian uh, uh, judo guy who was in like the Pan American Games and all this kind of stuff that I met when I was in St. Louis. Another one was a, a gentleman that worked for me before um, and his situation. So I'll tell you about the guy who worked for me first. So this guy was in a serious relationship for like two, two and a half years. And um, the, the, the girl ended up falling out of like love with him in a certain way and broke up with him even though he was like ready to propose to her and kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And within four months, he found a, he like moved from San Diego to Vegas in the business that we're in. Mm -hmm. um, and he found a girl and within four months, he found a new girlfriend and they're married with children now. Okay. And I was like, serial monogamous. So I was like, bruh, like, 
how and and this guy this girl was like a dancer in vegas not like a stripper but like a dancer go-go dancer or something like that and he went up to her in a club got her number all this kind of stuff had the confidence within months of a a heartbreak supposedly quote unquote to go pull this woman get her and within you know six months they were married and they're still married to this day and we're talking a decade at this point well question for you about that don't men typically chase after the next chick because they think that the next chick is going to solve their yeah but usually that next one is a rebound and it doesn't go well what I'm saying is this dude was healed to the point that he had the confidence to go up to a girl that's usually pretty hard to get. Like, you're not going up to go-go. They're getting hit on all the time, right? This dude had the confidence after a two-and-a-half-year relationship where he was left hanging. It wasn't that he initiated the breakup. He wanted to marry this girl. Mm-hmm. He got over it to the point, and I asked him, I was like, yo, how, like, how did you have the confidence? Because I understand... I understood at that moment what that meant. I was like, "Bro, I'm impressed." Mm-hmm. And I and he was. I was like, "What? Um, what gave you the confidence to 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 approach this girl? And now you're married to her." And he he looked at me. He's like, "Sunil, I gave everything I could to that woman, my previous girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And if she said she's not happy, then it's then she's not happy. I gotta go find somebody that will be happy with being with me." And it was that easy for him. There was no... So he felt... He understood appreciation. He looked at it like... Yeah, he looked at it like, this is not a me problem. This is a we're not the right fit problem. Even though he was happy with her, she wasn't happy with him. So he was like, I'm not going to spend time being sad about somebody who doesn't want me. I'm going to go find somebody that wants me. But what's the problem with him feeling sad about it? There's no problem. We're not talking about. I, I understand, but you're, well, okay, you're taking let, this to you. No, 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 no. There's no, no, no problem. Not to me. I, uh, let me, let you, me rephrase. Let me rephrase. The question it. Hold on, hold on, is, is it possible? And I'm telling you, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, let me just rephrase that because I'm mm-hmm. not trying to make it personal to me. I'm trying to. I'm just trying to put context around right. it. So, it. The reason why I asked, what's the problem? I'm just saying, is he saying? That he's stronger in the mind because he equate he he said all right she doesn't appreciate me i will remove my emotions i don't does think, that make sense i don't think he's putting any value on what he did it's just what he did that's okay. the way he understood it he moved on I, it was him answering the question to me mm-hmm. of how did you have so much confidence to move on so quickly yeah. and find the girl that your soulmate do you think that he really loved the first girl yeah okay. he wanted to marry her okay and I know this because I've known him in that relationship, and, and then I know him there. So I was like, I, that's why I'm so shocked. Here's a question for you. Yeah. Because this is fascinating to me. Uh-huh. Typically, when I hear that you wanted to marry someone, that doesn't always say to me that you're in love with them. But in him, the type of person he is, okay, genuine, Christian man, religious, all this kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So marriage is a different thing. Got it. Got it. You know what I mean? Got it. So, um, and it would have been the wrong thing, obviously. For sure. So it's not saying that he was right for wanting to marry this woman. Clearly, there was a better, better woman out there for him, and they're immensely happy. Mm -hmm. Um, Second thing that shaped the way that I, why I could say confidently that it is possible. This guy was, like I said, Ecuadorian, super built, 
was in the Pan American Games representing Ecuador for judo, supremely fit, right? Um, he was dating one of my friends who's gorgeous, like six foot, used to swim um, in college, D1, all this kind of stuff, beautiful body, all that kind of stuff. Woman. Woman. Yeah, his girlfriend at the time, who's one of my close friends. So we went to this festival that was in St. Louis, and it was some kind of music festival. And she's over there dancing and by herself. Like, we were all just chilling. She was just dancing and all this kind of stuff. Clearly, you know, guys on the prowl are over there trying to dance with her, all this kind of stuff. And, and this dude was, the Ecuadorian guy is just chilling. And there was dudes that were, like, trying to actually, like, dance with her aggressively. And she's, like, saying no and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, I was like, yo, man, how could you just stand here and just be cool with, like, these dudes just pressing up on your girl? Mm-hmm. And he was like, Sunil, she's choosing, like, I choose to be with her. And she chooses to be with me. I don't own her. I have no, I have no, um power or anything over what she chooses to do if she still chooses to be with me great if she chooses not to be with me that's great too it's her choice and at the end of the day right now i'm just choosing to be with her but i could always choose to be with somebody else if she's not if it's not working out anymore okay but what about effect like okay she what if she's like Oh yeah, you know what? I'm about to twerk on this dude in front of my dude. Sure. Do you, does that mean that he won't feel anything? I'm sure he felt he would feel things. Okay. But we're not talking about lack of feeling. We're talking about how to put things in perspective to get over it quicker. Oh, okay. Okay. Right, and be able to move on. Where I, I think the length of time that you stay hurt and depressed and broken and all this kind of stuff is a choice. If you have the right tools. And put things in the right perspective, it could be a day instead of four years. Let me ask you a question about on and off again relationships. Mm-hmm. Do you think that if a, if if a relationship has been on again, off again, that they should just cut it out? Depends. It's not healthy, on again, off again. Mm-hmm. But I do think there's two things that could happen. Where they end up together. Like, because we all know a lot of those just don't end up together, right? Mm -hmm. But there are situations where I've seen them end up together. I have too. One is they just settle. And it's (laughs) not a happy relationship. They just, we've been in this for so long. And I don't want to try to find somebody else. You don't want to try to find somebody else. But they're not necessarily happy. Like, Mm -hmm. or whatever. The other is, on one of those separations, when they were dating other people or whatever it is, like maturity came and they started realizing what was important to them and that connection that they had from the past, like they changed their ways. So usually they're not hoes anymore and they like know how to (laughs) discipline to settle down and they just, you know, combine and and make that work. Right. Change behavior, change behavior and understanding. But what I, what my biggest point is it's all mental. I don't, it's not, to me at least, it's not a physical thing. It's a mental thing that that causes the physicality. And that comes from your ability to put things in perspective. And that's where I'm saying the business thing, it is the same thing. It's just we choose to add all these extras that cause us to feel comfortable in the misery. Because we're like, but I put in this and I put in that. But it's the same type of mentality of being able to be like um, in the, like when we do sales, 
It's just a no. You're going to get a million of them. It doesn't change the fact that it was just a more invested no. But at the end of the day, that the, the, the yes is still out there. So why? Yeah, it's the same thing where you like that those people that in sales, they get so hung up on this no that it messes up their opportunity to get the yes because they're so negged out or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Same thing in a relationship. Do you think it makes do you think your way of thinking makes it harder for you to connect with people? I don't think so. I think it just. I think not my way of thinking. I think there's other ways that I think that make it harder for me to connect, but not this way. This is just strictly just logic. And like I said, Kelby, this is me coming from an unattached place at this moment, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that when I fall for somebody, I still haven't had heartbreak. I still haven't had all those things. No, all of that stuff is real. What I'm saying is I would love to be at this place no matter what happens. This is Zen, is that understanding of what it is. That doesn't necessarily mean you're always at Zen, right? Mm-hmm. So that's all I'm saying. I think that sometimes we feel like we have to be in misery to prove that we really were in love. And that, that's not the, I don't think, I don't think that's smart. You have to be in misery. Cause if you get over somebody, cause remember I told you that that guy got over and moved on and you, your first question was, well, was he really in love with that person? Right. Because you felt that the fact that he could get over somebody quickly yeah. uh, uh, correlates with maybe he wasn't that into that person. Why do we correlate that? Why is the amount of love you have for somebody correlate with how long you're in pain? <laughs> Question for you then. Yeah. Do you think that there should be a term called serial monogamous? I think that people don't know what love is. I think that we, as you grow older and older, your definition of love changes. Initially, it's all about feeling and emotion. And as you grow older and older, you realize what true love actually is. Which is what? A choice that you choose to do day after day, regardless of what the feelings are. And you could talk, Chris, you could, you're the expert at this, bro. Hello. I don't know how deep you could talk about it or whatnot, but you've been in a relationship for a very long time. Every single day, is it all smiles and hallmark? You're super attracted to your girl. You always want to be around her and all this kind of stuff every it, single day. It's not all sunshine and rainbows. It's definitely, you know. But there's days that you just are choosing because you know, hey, I, I, you know, I care about this person. I love this person. And maybe I'm not feeling it today, but tomorrow I will. Or you know that eventually it'll come back or something like that. Um, I guess, yeah, I don't, there's not been a moment where I'm like, man, I'm not, you know, feeling it today, because I think I feel it pretty much every day, but a lot of it's just, that's just one aspect of our lives, and we both know that, mm-hmm. you know, we got to go to work, we got to figure out, she has to figure out school, I have to figure out, uh, you know, this situational thing. things yeah yeah it's just one aspect of our lives i think we're just so much into it that it's just like it's a normal part it's of something it, yeah. we're working on together and it's, it's a third arm it's exactly and it's is it always emotion though is it always feeling is it always like butterflies and rainbows and unicorns Here, here's why i think that, Ask, let him answer real oh, quick sure, first yeah. no uh no i don't think it's butterflies and rainbows but it's not nothing bad it's not complacency it never gets to that point See, this is why I think there's actually a gap between I feel butterflies and rainbows and I feel nothing. 
and or this is purely a choice Mm -hmm. because I think there's a healthy balance between those two where there is a overseeing greater, larger picture that you're like, yes, in this brush stroke, I'm starting to paint the picture and it's butterflies, rainbows, blah, 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 blah. But then in this next brushstroke, it is a situation that I may not like, but I know that when I zoom out, the, I want to see this entire picture made with the two of us in this photo. So that's where I feel like it has to be a mixture of the two because you're if you're playing heart games, then I'm not going to choose to do something solely because I'm doing it based off logic. It like there has to be a percentage where I actually feel a connection with this person that is deeper than uh or, or that that validates the reason why I'm choosing to go out of my way to love them. Sure, absolutely. Okay. But that all plays in the role of t- making that choice. Yes. So that's why I'm saying it, it's hard to say like, oh, butterflies, and rainbows, where that's only just the first leg of the of the race. But what I, that, you're you're saying the same exact thing I'm saying. What a lot of people think love is is it extends to that feeling, and when that feeling goes away, I'm no longer in love with that person. But that's not what it is. Like a lot of people think love is just a feeling that never goes away because they equate love to that honeymoon phase. Mm-hmm. But after that honeymoon phase. You could you realize what love is, and it could be like you said, what that connection is. This person is (laughs) this person is somebody I could depend on. This this somebody who makes me laugh. This person, you know, um, makes me see things in a different way. This person, like all of these things, are not. He gives me butterflies, or she gives me, you know, the sex is great. It's not all all those things. When you're younger, that is all that matters. Mm -hmm. She looks really good. She got a fat ass. Mm-hmm. The sex is great. You know, I look cool when I'm around her. You know, like all the clout that you could get. Yeah. But as you grow older, or if you're just a more mature mind, like probably Chris at his age was than what I was at his age, then you see things differently. Some of that, some of that message throws me off a little bit because it sounds like it, it it sounds like you're saying um you have to choose <laughs> you you have to choose the the um how do i word this this is this is a complex conversation because i i i can't stray away from the thought that love includes a little bit of those butterflies even down the line sure. I, don't, I don't think that the butterflies ever go away I just think maybe it goes from a thousand to one You know but what, what I'm, I'm saying? saying is When that feeling that There's going to be days that maybe you don't feel those butterflies You don't question whether or not You're still in love with that person Yes And yes. that's what I'm saying is the choice Yes Because you're like it's more than just how he makes me feel or how she makes me feel. Right. Because that's a responsive way of thinking. Yeah. Right. Like it, it, um, it can't be about a response. It has to be this thing that we are in sure. together and whatever it is that happens best, the good, the bad and the ugly. We're in this together type thing. And even if maybe that feeling fades or goes away for a day or whatever, like because I'm in some kind of weird headspace or whatever, mm-hmm. I'm still choosing to work on this relationship with this person because I want to be with them. What I'm saying but is why? a why. Huh? But why? It could it could be because 
I understand that this person is good for me. I I know what it felt like in the that it felt like in the past, and I know it'll get back to that place. I still choose to work on this. I know that this person has been loyal to me, has been faithful to me. I know that this person makes me a better person, and all these things that are valuable outside of the fact that he that I. Get, I'm excited or I think about this person all this time or all that kind of stuff because if you equate so think about it if you equate love to oh man I'm thinking about this person all this time or he gives me butterflies or I'm so excited all the time to see him and all this kind of stuff then that stuff wanes away but that's what you put all the value on then all of a sudden you start thinking maybe I don't feel the same way about this person anymore when in all actuality it's not that it's just that's supposed to evolve to a more like you're talking about a deeper connection past just excited past just the roller coaster, right? Where the monorail could still be love. That actually makes me think about the whole effort is sexy thing. Mm-hmm. And it makes me think what, that, if, what if effort doesn't matter? But that's in dating phase. What do you mean that it doesn't matter? Um cuz if Sunil is saying it is Primarily choice, but that's still effort. Uh, yes, but I'm saying the the re- like receiving effort, receiving effort. I think effort is a great way of showing that you are choosing this person. Yes, but let's say that they don't show you any effort. Do you change your stance? Sure, you might question it. There might give you points where it's like, you know, the other person's super busy or or whatever it is. So yeah, that doesn't. They're not going to show effort because they just got a lot in their mind. Again, it's this is all just one aspect of your life. There's so many different facets. There's still so many different things to to um, deal with in your life. So if that other person's not showing effort, sure, you might question it. But it's but effort can be shown in different ways. Yeah. So what I'm saying is so like for somebody. So th- there's there was a girl that I dated who wasn't very expressive because of things that happened in her past. She just is not, her family never said, you know, I love you. And mm-hmm. they weren't very affectionate and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm super touchy, feely, affectionate, very good with my words, all that kind of stuff, right? Expressing. So the fact that she's trying to be more that way when it's not natural to her. Is I, effort. I saw that as effort, yeah, even I though it wasn't as maybe high if somebody outside looking if somebody outside looking in mm-hmm. would be like dog she's she's dogging you she's not like she's never right 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 but she's I, not doing what you would do yeah but in in the in perspective i'm like yo that's effort she's going out of her way to try to do something knowing that it makes it it's only benefiting me yeah yeah so in your case right you're a very busy person mm-hmm. maybe like you're not going to always be able to give time mm-hmm. But maybe it's even through that busy space, you sent her flowers because you yeah. were thinking about her. Yeah. Maybe like that person should look at you and be like, damn, he's putting in effort, even sure. though it might not be what I want. Yeah. But he's giving me what he can. And, and going out of his way to tr- not just what he can. He's going out of his way for me. Mm hmm. Maybe and and that's where the choice comes in. I had a conversation with somebody recently that gave that gave me some perspective. Mm-hmm. She told me that there was this guy that she was seeing, 
And whenever she left his side, she felt like the world was ending. And that was seven years of feeling that way. Mm-hmm. Are they still together? No. Because I was going to say that's an unhealthy, toxic relationship. She's codependent. It's like, remember when we talked about the crazy stories? Yeah. And that girl that was like, that I was with, that was like, if you're going to turn around, if you're going to turn over, let me know so I could be on that side of you so you could cuddle me still. <laughs> or like, what am I going to do if you leave me? Yeah. It's not healthy. This conversation comes brings me back, Chris, to uh, our talk. The kids of the wife. Sorry, the kids of the spouse. And hearing you say this is only once. You don't remember that? The kids of the spouse drowning. Oh, <laughs> he was. I thought you were talking in conversation. <laughs> no, 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 no. I thought no, you no. were like, you know, the kids and the spouse. No, Which kids? the kids, I, the kids yeah, yeah. or the spouse. Well, you choose. Drowning. Who do you choose? So, just to give you some context, I don't know if you heard this episode, but I um, did. But let the anybody okay. that wasn't paying attention. Sure. So, if you were not here for that episode, Chris and I had a conversation. Brought his girlfriend in. Brought roommate in. The kids are the spouse. Um, you're you're on a boat. You have only one lifeline, and you can save either your spouse or your kids, not both. And Chris said he would choose the kids. Kids. And it, it, it actually tells me something because you're saying this relationship is only one aspect of my life. When somebody else would say this is my, the whole, my whole life. You say I have to go to work because I got to figure this out. Somebody else is going to say I have to go to work to figure us out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, it's interesting to hear that because I wouldn't have thought that you've been in a relationship since 98. <laughs> you know, like yeah. <laughs> you know, you you. I would think you would say like, nah. Everything I'm doing is for her, us, really. Her, her, but us. But you kind of compartmentalize. Things. I, I do personally. Yeah, yeah. It's you, just because. Is it because you're not it, married? It, it's probably because we're not married. Just because yeah. I don't. I don't think that way. But that's wise, though. For I don't. Now, I, I don't think. feel that way because I think that's wise forever. Yeah, uh, I don't. After I, marriage. Yeah, because at the end of the day, they always say two whole people can make a whole relationship, right? It's yes, when okay. there's unhealthiness in one or the other that that codependency, toxicity, and all that kind of stuff. Like, you should be able to be away from your significant other and still be all right. Yeah. Yeah. And they I mean, should I be able to be healthy. away from you. Yeah, I don't mean yeah. it in that sense. And I'm Even talking more marriage, about, right? like, do you guys link the bank account together? Yeah. Yeah, but that's... So, that's, I, don't I don't know if I deep. think that because I don't want her thinking about that with me. I want her to be able to make her choices in life based on what's going to make her happy. Yeah, her first. So her career choices right now, that's a big thing for me personally. I would love for her to follow her own career choices and not make it a decision of, well, if I get this job and it's not enough money, then you and I can't have Do like this a thing. marriage or a good wedding or whatever it is. I don't want her to think that way. I want right. her to just do what's going to make her happy because ultimately it's going to make us both happy. Yeah. If you know, and yeah, fix your fix your um, airbag before you help others. Exactly. So it's like um, it's the same principle, same reverse too. You know, I want to be able to make my decisions and my careers 
in my career um, that's going to make me happy. I don't want to do it because somebody told me to do it, you know. And that's an understanding you guys have both come to. Yeah, exactly. And that's just that's great because you guys had that conversation. And that's that's the key. That's the key out of everything that we've been talking about today is communication. Have the conversation. How the hell am I supposed to know what you're thinking if you're not going to tell me? Do I hate passive aggressiveness? I don't like beating around the bush. Just talk to me. me. You're not happy. Cool. We fix it. I can't fix it. Cool. Unfortunately, we got to move on. I'm going to be really hurt, but unfortunately, we got to move on. I can't sit here and and say it has to be me. Yeah, because it it might not be. You said the linking the bank account is not that deep, but I think that's extra deep. Yeah, but that's because of what you value. Well, it's not about the money. It's the trust. It's the decision to make two holes become one. But that isn't. I, I, I use the bank account as a universal term for right. for many things. Um, but to me, when I ask them that, that question of, is it because you're not married? I'm thinking about linking intention. Do you guys have a joint bank account? We don't. That's why if, I she, if she said, "Hey, you want to you want to make a joint bank account?" Would you have hesitation? I would probably say no. <laughs> <laughs> I just would say no. I'm like I don't think it's a good idea because you're gonna get mad because it's gonna be empty quick. <laughs> Are you a spender? Uh, I'm not too much of a spender. I just am horrible at. But what if you had managing you, my? What if you had budget? your own bank account? She has her own bank account. You guys have a separate joint bank account that you guys put in money that's going to yeah, be covered. Yeah, that'd be cool. So it's not. It's just. He needs his own space. Right. I, I'm very much that person, which is weird for me because in a relationship, I'm very much not that person. You just don't want to have one account. You. I want to hang out with you. I want to uh-huh. do everything with you. But I definitely need a second to myself. You know I mean? So I saw this thing on um, Instagram that I thought was really dope. It was talking about def- defining normal. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes we allow societal pressures and think like, it's supposed to be a certain way. If you're married, you're supposed to have a joint bank account. If you're married, you're supposed to be this way and that way and whatever. And what it said is normal is whatever works for you. Mm-hmm. And so in their case, maybe they, they're married for 15 years and they never get a joint bank account. But that works for them. So that doesn't necessarily mean their relationship is lacking less than or lack, more than or whatever the case. They're, when I was going door to door on the East Coast... There was this couple that I met that had three kids. They have been together for 15 years, never got married. And the reason why this conversation happened was I knocked on their next door neighbor's door and that had a newborn baby in that one. And I knocked on it. It woke up the newborn baby. The mother came out super pissed off at me. Why did you knock on the door? Like I was supposed to know there was a baby in there sleeping, right? So then I knocked on these people's door they had kids and all that kind of stuff as well. And they were super chill, inviting me inside and talking. And then I found out they've been together for 15 years, have three kids, not married. I was like, I was like, how'd you, I looked at the guys like, how'd you get away with that? And she answered, she's like, I never put pressure on him to marry. Why do we need to get married? I know where he's going to be. I know who he's coming home to. We just never needed that. I never needed that. I had a friend who was like that with the, uh, I know who he's coming home to. And you have you definitely have to be a certain type of person to 
be okay with that. But I guarantee you their relationship, the happiness I saw, the family that I saw there is better than some of these marriages that I've seen for 15, 20 years. That's hard because that's comparison. We don't. Yeah. But no, but what I'm saying is that they're normal. Just because it didn't have a ring, people would look at that relationship and be like, boy, if it, if it ain't a ring on it, it ain't, you know, like people are saying, like, there's that yeah. quote that it ain't real till you got put a ring on that finger and all this kind of stuff. Sure. She doesn't feel that way. And that's works for them. That's their normal. And I would put their relationship up against people that have gotten the ring and all that kind of stuff that they're not as happy as they are. But even though society might look at that and be like, well, he put a ring on it. So but that means he's more like, it's not he, they're not unhappy because of the ring. That's what I'm saying. I, I agree with that as well. What I'm saying is their normal works for them and it doesn't have to be the same normal as that. So when when my reaction to when you said, well, joint bank account, I was like, well, that's not deep to me. It's not that deep mm-hmm. to me. And probably to Dave Ramsey. (laughs) It is that deep. Because to me, um, I think about things like a government or like a business. And I don't mean it in this like transactional sense. I mean it in the vision. Boats can only move forward if everybody's rowing in the same direction. Sure. So when I think about a relationship, I like to think that we have the same vision, the same goals. We're moving in the same direction. So everything got to get linked to me. That's what's important to me. And it, and I know where my brain goes. So I can easily start losing trust in you, even if you didn't do anything. That's because I have these little pockets of wonder. You know what I mean? So, but to somebody else, that may not be a big deal. Yeah. So it is, it is valuable. You know what you're saying? I don't know. I've heard, I've heard people say that they got married. And their whole relationship changed right then and there. Yeah. But I don't know why. I've always wondered that. Because the, the val- it's what you valued initially. What does that mean? So what you initially valued that caused you to get into, like, like I said, man, if you're, if you're, what you value is a fleeting thing, like emotion, that relationship is going to end. Because those emotions are going to eventually change. Do you think that the ring... If the ring is more important than the stuff that actually matters in a relationship. But the ring is symbolic of the stuff that matters in a relationship. According to who? To the people who abide by the ring. Exactly. But you could put a ring on somebody and not abide by that. That's true. So then. So it, then the ring is insignificant. It absolutely is. The ring is in the the significance of the ring is only important if everybody buys into that. Mm-hmm. But if it's not bought into, then it's just a meaningless gesture that makes you think something that doesn't th- like the the stop sign, the red stop sign that we're supposed to stop at only works if everybody abides by it. But if somebody doesn't give a fuck and just drives through it, then then what's the that stop sign doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. That's what I'm saying. Your definition of normal is whatever works for you. Sure. Should that ring, that ring is obviously very important to you. Right. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's as important to somebody else. That's true. 
And that doesn't necessarily mean that that's less than what your values are or is less than what somebody else's values are. They're just as important, but you have to find somebody that values the same things you value and somebody else has to follow. Like maybe if the ring isn't as important to me, I'm not saying that it is or isn't, but let's just say in this scenario, it doesn't, it isn't as important to me, then I just need to find somebody that values that as much as or devalues that as much as I devalue and values other aspects of the relationship that I value. Well, that that's 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 a lot. That's touching. Um, <laughs> no, but I do think it's interesting because me, I'm kind of like, I feel like I'm growing more and more leaning towards one side. Like I've never wanted to live with someone before I married them. And now more than before, I don't want to do that. Like even more now, I wouldn't want to do that. You know, just because in my head, it's just like, um, it, it has to link a certain way. It, it has to, it, ha- it has to happen a certain way for me to feel okay. And if it doesn't, then, then that's not normal for, that's not normal to the insides of me. Yeah. Um, you have to be true to yourself. Yeah. There you go. All right. That's it. No more shade room talk. (laughs) (laughs) We're out. Goodbye.